As we prepare our hearts for communion, I want to ask you a question. Might seem completely unrelated, but you'll see where I'm going in a moment's time. The question is this How many of you enjoy watching a good movie? Raise your hand if that's you. Some people are like, Are we allowed to admit that in church? You know, can, can I say it? <laughs> I, I do. I enjoy a good movie, and it actually can be a lot of fun. So for Mundry and I, Friday nights is movie night. And so the boys, they're off at youth, and we fry ourselves up some lekker homemade burgers, and we watch a movie. We just enjoy it. It's lekker. It's good fun. And also, it's quite relaxing. Sometimes you just watch a movie where your mind is totally off of the usual things, I quite enjoy that. And uh, in terms of a good movie, I would say that one of my favorite types of movies is an action movie. Any of you like a good action movie? Some good skit, scop, and bewonder. Yeah, what did you think I was going to say? And so a good action movie or a drama, life drama. I love a life drama, especially when it's based on true life events. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. That's, that's particularly interesting for me. Some of these survival movies and how the guys survived and ate their friends in order to survive. <laughs> no, sorry, did I actually say that? So uh, also a, a comedy, a really good witty comedy that's not messed up with a whole lot of dirtiness, but good comedy, good humor. But let me tell you, there's one thing I do not enjoy at all, and it is science fiction. <laughs> How many of you are with me that you don't particularly enjoy science fiction? All right. And uh, I'm sorry for all the Star Trek fans that I just offended you. How many of you, you love science fiction? All right. Afterwards, we're going to have prayer for you in the front here. Okay. So I don't particularly enjoy that. My wife and my boys, they enjoy that, and I just find it a complete waste of time. The popcorn's still good, though. Uh, but generally, I'd go do something else. Now, regarding movies, here's what I'm wanting to say, the point in terms of that. Have you ever noticed how many movies are based on a storyline of revenge? Think about it for a moment. Many, 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 many movies are based on this thing of revenge. Somebody gets killed, or the guy's partner gets killed, or a, a child gets killed. The next thing, what happens? There's this major movie plot, and all it's focused on is revenge, 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 killing, getting back, etc. And so actually, have a look out for it. I've only noticed it as I began to take note in the last couple of months. But look out for future movies that you watch, and you'll be surprised at how many movies follow that storyline of revenge. Now, even though revenge is very common in our popular culture, let me say this, that revenge has no place in our kingdom culture. You have to understand this, even though we see a lot of it around about us. 
Not only in movies, but in life. And a, a guy cuts in front of another guy in, in the traffic, and then next thing, this guy is freaking out and revs his engine like crazy, and he's going ahead, and he's going to pull in front of this oak and, and hoot like crazy and do signs and wonders and all sorts of things. I mean, that's, that's what happens, because it's like, you've got to get back. And there's a lot of revenge. Maybe somebody steals money from you and somehow they tricked you out of a whole lot of money and you secretly think of what could I do to get back at them and you harbor these vengeful feelings. But you know what? There's no place for that in the kingdom of God. And we must not be like the world, but we must be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We don't operate like the way the world operates. We operate according to kingdom principles. And so let's see what God's word says on the subject of revenge. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 17 to 21. Today I'm reading from the English Standard Version. I particularly like the way it brings it across in this uh, translation. Here it says, in verse 17 it says, Repay no one evil for evil. But give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Folks, in South Africa, we need to be doing this. That was a bit of a, a muted response. The scripture says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Verse 19, beloved, never avenge yourselves. That's what God says. You see those three underlined words? Say that with me, please. Never avenge yourselves. Come on, one more time. Never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, that last little bit says that you know, for so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. And some of, some of you are going like, yeah, coals on his head. Now, that's not quite what it means. Many, many years ago, there would often be a central fire in a small little village community. And what would happen is the big fire would be burning there. And then next thing, people would go from the surrounding little houses right close by. And they would get coals, carry them in a, uh, a type of container on their heads. They would go back to their house and they would cook and cook their bread and do what they needed to do. And so actually, this is a picture of doing an act of kindness to your enemy. An act of kindness to somebody that you would, in your own heart, want to seek revenge against. And God says, do an act of kindness Turn the other cheek. Act in the opposite spirit. For in so doing, you will, this is my paraphrase, blow their mind and potentially win them for Christ. <laughs> so let's understand it correctly in terms of that. And you know, David in the Bible, he was some, somebody that suffered gross 
uh, unfair treatment, grossly unfair treatment from Saul. Saul really did his best to make David's life miserable and to try to kill him and so on. But you know what? David did not seek revenge even when he had the opportunity and even the perfect opportunity for revenge. David did not seek revenge, but this is what the scripture says. David said, may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me, but my hand will not touch you. Can you say that about somebody who has done things to you that have been grossly unfair? Can you say, I'm leaving it up to the Lord to avenge those wrongs, but as for me, I will not lift a hand against you. You know what? David was a man after God's own heart. He operated in the right way, and as a result, he was pleasing God. We need to act in the opposite spirit. Here's the thing. When we try to take revenge, it's like we are trying to sit on God's throne. And we are trying to be the judge. And we are trying to be the ruler. God has never called you to do that. But something that I want to point out to you, and this is very important. When, listen carefully, when we choose not to seek revenge, it shows that we truly trust God. We really trust Him. And we trust that he is the one that will perfectly execute justice in every situation. It may not come as quick as we're hoping for, but I want to tell you, even though the wheels grind slowly, they grind very, very thoroughly in terms of God bringing about what is just. And so we have to realize that when we choose not to seek revenge, it shows we truly trust God. We trust him to make sure that justice is done. And so I want to say to you, let's do the better way. Let's do the more excellent way by rather trusting in God and know that vengeance is his responsibility. It's not mine. If you seek it, it'll destroy your heart and destroy your life. Now, why is this all so important? Because of a scripture from the Sermon of the Mount which says, The pure in heart shall see God. The problem is when we allow revenge and vengeful feelings into our hearts, they contaminate our hearts and they stop us from being able to experience God. And and you're trying to pray and you feel like there's a barrier and you're trying to worship God and you feel like there's a barrier because the pure in heart shall see God. And those vengeful feelings have to be set aside. We have to forgive, we have to release, we have to bless, and we have to put aside those feelings of revenge because you know what? It helps our hearts to be pure, and then the pure in heart shall see God. We will experience God. And let me say, you and I don't want anything to interrupt our relationship with God. Amen? And so, as we now partake in communion, let's make sure that we cleanse our hearts from any vengeful feelings that we may have. And let's leave it up to him who judges rightly. Do you receive the message? Amen.